to That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. The good bad guys of wrestling podcasts are back talking all things of the week that was in professional wrestling. We are a trio tonight. Jason should be off. There's a small chance he might pop in. Uh, I know, Joe, tip your cap to that uh, breaking news. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's uh, me, it's Kevin, no, and too. Joe. Fellas, we have uh, a lot of interesting stuff that went down this week, both in and out of the ring. Let's break it all down. And how about we start with last Friday's SmackDown? There's really three big things I want to highlight. And the first is uh, what happened in the main event segment, if you will. The explanation of Jimmy Uso. We were all there in the building at SummerSlam, Ford Field. Jimmy turning his back on Jay. And he comes out. And he basically tells Jay that he stopped him from beating Roman Reigns because he was afraid. He was afraid what would happen to them as the Usos if he were to win. And afraid of the power that he would get just like Roman becoming like a corrupt tribal chief. So that's what we were waiting on, guys. That was the let it play out. For me, let's hear what he has to say. Where are they going with this direction? Guys, was Jimmy's reasoning satisfying to you? Does it meet your expectations for why that happened at SummerSlam? I, I, I'll I'll go first. Uh, first part, right? Uh, will you leave the Usos behind? Absolutely. You got to feel for it, right? He takes over. He's had so many singles matches. He's shown he can be a singles wrestler, right? But singles wrestler you're not the usos anymore right you can go back yeah. to it so it's like almost like and believe me i don't want to say the Janetti. there's no way in hell that jimmy's the Janetti or anything like that they're both so talented but jay i feel like has escalated and and heightened his talent to be that solo wrestler jimmy's there too but not to the level of jay so i can feel that when he said that comment like i could see that I could feel what Jimmy's saying. I still hate it because you, you know what I mean? It was kind of a cop-out type of things uh, just because from what we saw at SummerSlam. Uh, but I felt it. The segment was awesome, by the way. Amazing segment. Okay. Okay. Joe, agree on Kevin's side about this all seemed to make sense and work for him. Kevin, I respect you. Oh, here it comes. Your brother. <laughs> Love you. Mute him. Down since day Mute one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to disagree with you that it was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was like, this is for all the old people out there. Uh, this was Bobby in the shower. This was a reset. This was a, we didn't know where to go from this one. And when I say Bobby in the shower, it was uh, from Dallas from the eighties, but whatever. Mm, okay. The point is this explanation. And I said it last week and I'm going to stick to it. And I was very disappointed in the reasoning it's a Fast and the Furious movie after seven. Mm. It's going to have its highlights. It's going to have its moments. But there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be ridiculous. So you and thought it started made... getting ridiculous at seven? I think seven was the last good one. I haven't seen 10 yet. Jason said it was uh, he really liked Fast X. So I'm waiting till September when it comes out on Peacock. But it's it's just not doing it for me anymore. It's like, it's still going to be entertaining, but it's just going to have. And Jimmy saying, I did it because I didn't want you to turn into Roman. Come on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come on. That one I didn't like. 
that but that that was the segment. That no, was the, the setup. The, I mean, I mean the whole thing. Like well, I'm, talking, the, I'm talking said segment with uh, uh, Jay going through the crowd at the end, right? Saying I'm not a Uso. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, like that whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, that, going that's crazy. gonna Him that's gonna going turn like that's gonna turn into Juan Cena. I, He's going to be gone and in the alumni section, but mentioned every single week. Yeah. So I kind of yeah, got a little I, vibe when he went like uh, into the crowd, like a CM Punk type thing. Uh, I, as well. I agree. I agree with Kurt Angle, what he said on his podcast this week of calling out Paul Heyman is like, you know, quit trying to milk this thing. They're not in the third inning. In reality, you're in the eighth and you're really grasping to end the game. And I agree. Like the bloodline storyline has been amazing. It's been a cinematic adventure. I loved it all. I want it to end properly. I don't want it to turn into the NWO. And that's what I'm afraid it's going to be because it's still making money. Yeah. This is, this feels for the first time to me that I can remember of, you know, cracks in the armor of, of just like how amazing the story has been that I'm like, Hmm, not so sure. Uh, What's getting, what's getting me is it's not my highlight anymore. SmackDown. That's the issue. It's not the best part of SmackDown anymore. It's not Say the best LA part Knight of is. Raw. Say it. Well, Say I'm... it. Say it. What? Uh, LA Knight <laughs> faced top dollar. Come on. You can't really like you know, say that was the highlight <laughs> of the night. But it's like there's other things going. There's other storylines. Quite honestly, the highlight of... And this... Brian, don't have a drink. Kevin, don't have a drink because you're about to have Uh-oh. a spit take right now. Uh-oh. The highlight story that's going on in SmackDown, in my opinion, is what's going on in the women's division involving EO Sky, Bailey, Charlotte, and mm, Oscar. Okay. The beginning yeah. segment was the best part. So you loved it when Charlotte was the first thing that live on SmackDown, her music hit. But <laughs> but the thing is, it's like that's the storyline that's yeah. like that's a because maybe it's because it's fresh maybe it's because it's new Probably. something a and w's not but the point is oh, it's i got oh, that no. little stab shots got that one? <laughs> little stab i had a hatchet yeah. with that one ah. uh i just i want it to be better but it's not must see tv anymore yeah i i what think do you think brian yeah i think what kevin said uh about like the explanation um i get the whole like you know, what What happens if you do win? Like, am I left in the dust where we've been a team? So that I get the, I didn't really like the whole, like, you're going to get corrupt. Well, you, you know, your brother and he's been through this for three years. So you, you really think just, just because he gets the title and, and tribal chief, that that's, what's going to happen. Like, wow, man, really? So that part I didn't buy. Uh, quite as much as the the first half where he just basically said like you know you're gonna leave me um so yeah so yeah I'm, I'm struggling with this a little bit i i just don't know especially now that jay has quit i i don't know what the direction is because the fans don't like roman they don't like solo and it's not like what jimmy said made the fans go like yeah, I, I I agree, Jimmy. Let's go. I know Jimmy let off by saying, Roman, I didn't do this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said that. So, but like now it's, it's there's Jay who's not even going to be on TV. It, it's we presume we'll see. 
and and three guys who nobody really likes it's it's a very puzzling move right now so the follow-up to that is as you said joe uh, Jay uh, deuces ooses was the line he said he's out he's out of WWE he's out of Smackdown so let's play uh, the Booker card guys when would you have him come back um, what what's what's the play you know would you, you bring him back at, at payback here would you wait a little longer who has a good idea of uh, when Jay Uso should be back on our screens when's payback nine days ten days um Two weeks. Oh, two, two weeks. weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. That that that's too soon. Too soon. Okay. Wait, that'd be too soon. Uh, I think payback should be bloodline free. I don't. I don't think you're far off because I'm not sure what could possibly come up come together in two weeks. In two weeks, we'll we'll discuss it later. What payback's focus should be, but I think payback should be bloodline free. So that means Jay Uso should be off. For at least a month. Okay. And if he comes back at fast lane, that is uh October seventh. So that's what seven six, seven weeks away. Six yeah, that's what you, that's what you're hoping because you're going so I'll there. take I'll take it all. I'll take uh you'll take that. I'll, I'll yeah. take all the big storylines. <laughs> yeah. But realistically, if they want to make it slow, bring him back Survivor Series, bring him back three months, make a big have him come back at the line. Royal Rumble. That's kind of where my head was at, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those that maybe how the story's playing out could tie into what Jimmy and Jay would want in real life. Um, those guys right before, um, money in the bank, I think it was, uh, they, yeah, money in the bank because it was over in England. Uh, Ariel Helwani did a sit down interview with them and they talked about how cool it was for them to main event WrestleMania as a team and everything. And they basically said the only thing that could be bigger is us facing each other at WrestleMania. Maybe that's where this direction is headed. That it does. We talked about last week of like, yeah, uh, you know, and can we keep them off TV? Can we keep them away from each other one on one? And sure enough, on Friday, Jay takes that first step by quitting, in air quotes, friends, uh, quitting WWE. So yeah, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it is the Royal Rumble. I just if, don't know what's on the other side for the bloodline. It's if like it is that. mania, I would love it if it's like, ooh, so oh, here comes out Jay into the ring, music goes off, then you hear ooh, so Jimmy comes out back to back. No, Jimmy's gonna have different music. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, I because think- we noticed it at uh, SummerSlam, the screen just said Jay Uso. It didn't say uh, We the Ones anymore or the Usos. Or down since day one, it just says Jay Uso. But so I think he's got the, the music. Same or different? No, the music's the same. No, oh, that's what I'm. Yeah, he's been down since day one as H. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, any. I mean, that's, I think that kind of sums it up. It's it was an interesting explanation and, and development. So uh, the other part, well, a couple more parts when we talk about was SmackDown. New U.S. Champion Rey Mysterio. He subs in for an injured Santos Escobar and defeats Austin Theory. I don't think we're shocked about the the result of Austin Theory losing the title. We've talked about how since defeating John Cena at Mania, he's really done not much of anything. So, guys, where does he go from here? Uh, what would you have 
Austin Theory do next? Because, you know, here's the ideal scenario, right? Somebody has a long reign of U.S. title or IC title, and then they bump up to the, like the main event picture. I can't see that being the case with Austin Theory. Mm. So, so what's what's the next move? What what do you think would be a thing to do? Kind of kind of get his career back on track as it's been you know a little rough lately. Kevin, you said it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing, and I don't wow. think they have anything either. Okay, what can you do with them? I've got it. What can you do with them? Talented. I've got it. Absolutely. But let me tell what can you do? Don't I'll, do not say, do not say the way. So that's the vein I was going for, but I wasn't yeah. going for that. No, 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 no. Get back here. He guys, he just walked off the screen. That's the, the right angle. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Not it doesn't have to be with Gargano and it doesn't have to be with Candace, all them, but it's time for him to, to show that comedic side that he showed in nxt and 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 make it a little more personality than just like i'm austin theory and i'm the best but 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 give me a a a a wwe version of adam cole and mjf give me the oddball tag team it's worked it works time and time again Uh so my number one Tag team partner for Austin Theory to make this uh, a team. Rick Boogs. Oh, Rick Boogs hasn't been around. And you know him. He's Mr. Eccentric, everything. Austin Theory is a straight lace cat. Mr. Serious. I think they could have something there, man. I think that could be a nice little, you know, Peanut butter and pickles—they don't go well together. They're good on their own. Put them together. I think we're about maybe to comes something really good. So Joe, that, that's what I'm saying. Board. The Joe board three thousand. Oh, there's there's smoke coming off of it from all the writing he was doing. All right, we got the A town plants. I like that. This is from the writing. This is from the writers' uh, room. Number one, lose the U.S. strap. Number Check. two. Um, the uh, the thinking dots. Yeah, number three, <laughs> profit. There you go. That's what we got. That's what we got for him. Number one, he's gonna lose the belt, or sorry, the title. Number yeah. two, number three, profit. So are we? Book are it. you thinking? I'm a that, genius. Are you thinking like a? We gotta just repackage and you know, start from scratch. Basically, Back Is to that, the there's no saving board. him. Yeah. Back to the drawing board okay. with this guy. Like for those okay. who can't see it, I just have like it's a blank slate. Yeah. He is as vanilla as can be right now. He was entertaining when he was making selfies. Yes, I don't want him going back to that because that was a goofball. He's too talented to be a goofball uh, character. However, Not since the Miz, but Miz is too talented and too uh, too much of a personality to let a John Cena WrestleMania win make him plummet down the card as much. I've never seen it happen like this. Yeah, the guy beats a certified Hall of Famer, sixteen time champion, at WrestleMania, and couldn't have been more boring afterwards. He was better off. Like Cena called it in his promo. 
he was better off when he was just basically facing off against guys like Seth Rollins. When he like his U.S. championship was not a total uh, bust, like people have been saying. Now you got to think about it. The first half of it was really good. It was that after Mania yeah. half that went to nothing. I mean, they teamed him with Pretty Deadly, and that didn't work out because of the injury. Oh, uh, that's like, true. We got, that's true. We got, there maybe we got nothing there. Yeah, yeah. So well, maybe a victim of bad luck a little. Let me ask. You but this. he should have been the leader of that. When you lose someone, when you lose someone from your crew, when you're the leader, it shouldn't affect you. But when you lose someone from your crew and it affects you, that's bad. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think he is also in the category where so many people are being elevated on SmackDown? He almost just got lost in the shuffle. You know what? Sink or swim. That was the Attitude Era. Everybody wanted to be the top guy, and if you can't handle it, then maybe this isn't for you. This is the yeah thing. every like yeah L A night I know that's what you're going with right I'm there. Going, I'm he, going. He I'm going. I'm going multiple up. things. I'm going EO Sky uh, even just with the the win at SummerSlam like just for time just, purposes. Just okay. everybody seems like is elevating on SmackDown. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And, and I feel not. like he, the dude looks like a million bucks. The dude is chiseled. He has a great look. Right. He is so talented. The the, the match against Ray like I'm so does so from, does Ludwig. Does you see him being a main eventer? But this is the thing, the Austin Theory's match against Ray. I'm like, okay, he's not doing too bad. He's it was, cocky. It, was, it was less than three minutes. I know, but it was. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. It was. It, it was what it was, right? I can see Johnny Gargano coming back. We saw uh, uh, Candice walking out with Indy, right, mm-hmm. on her squash match against Rhea. I can see Austin Theory getting all bummed out, head down. Going to Raw, FYI. Okay, he's gonna be like, oh, I've lost my lost my confidence. I need to be with my friends. Walking around Mopey. Johnny goes, You've lost your way. Yeah. And yeah. then and then you're gonna see you he's gonna tease it. He needs something like that just to get the fans behind him again. But would the fans get behind someone who's on a downward spiral? And you have somebody who hasn't been on TV for months saying that I'm going to help you, even though I can't help myself. Is that really something that the fans are going to get behind? It would have. I I would think you're right about that, Joe. I think that the Gargano would have to come back, start to establish himself strong. Like we don't we don't see Austin Theory for a month or so, and in that time, Gargano's getting some wins and. Bring it back at me. Uh, Roll your plan and option. I think Austin Theory being gone off of TV for a while and then coming back would benefit. I think that's a good start. Like I think, like you know, look at Bobby Lashley. Like he's got a little something, something going on right now. But he's a he's a star. So like you know, he's not. Yeah, he's never been great on the microphone. So we can't say any of that. But the point is. He hasn't been seen since the Andre Battle Royal, and all of a sudden right. comes back and like kind of like makes the street profits into the swap profits. Yeah, so, I heard suit suit profits. I think the I suit profits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like Angelo there. was wearing a full tuxedo. Oh, I know. 
<laughs> Even I gave a little weird eye on that. Well, one. because like, two weeks we ago uh, he was wearing like the uh, sweatpants right, and everything, and right, they yeah, called him out on it. So he went full tuxedo. He went from here to here. Yeah, but it is Jesus. it is weird seeing the street prophets like having the glass of wine. You know, <laughs> you gotta what I find mean? a happy medium there, Angelo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Happy medium, Angelo. He went from rags to riches. Rags well, to all right. Riches. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. Th- there's definitely something to be done for Austin Theory. Uh, but the biggest part to talk about for SmackDown, which will lead into uh, tonight's uh, SmackDown, Edge. He did a surprise appearance. They were out in Calgary. Spoke about his 25-year celebration on SmackDown coming up uh, again tonight in Toronto. And he wanted to have a match. He wanted to go one-on-one with a man he never faced in Sheamus. And so Sheamus, they come out. They, they both spoke about how much... Uh, they each meant to each other in their career. Uh, Seamus saying how Edge helped him get to WWE and Edge how for his comeback, Seamus trained him for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the story comes out this week that Edge's trainer believes this match will be his last match. Uh, and if you remember, Edge was in Toronto this time last year and said to the live crowd that that's his perfect scenario. Be back here in a year and, and call it uh, a day. Uh, and then the story came out on Thursday that Edge shared that this is the last match on his WWE contract. So putting that possible retirement plan, you know, into, into some likelihood, I guess. So guys, here's what I'll do for this one. This little, little exercise I've came up with three, what I would say are realistic scenarios on what happens next with edge. And I want you to give your percentage breakdown of the chances of these three things happening so joe this is perfect for the dry erase board i'm I'm drawing it okay all right perfect so i'll go first just to again kind of set the example of how this is go the three choices are number one this is edge's last match number two edge re-signs with wwe and continues to rest and finally number three edge will sign with aew I'll go first. I'm going to say my number one at 50% Edge's last match. Number two at 40% Edge resigns with WWE and continues to wrestle. So that's 90 with those two. I'm giving 10% to AEW, and it's only because of Christian that maybe – those two guys got some sort of pact of when we call it a day, we're going to do it together. And if Christian, you know, I don't know what his contract status is with AEW, but if he's going to be there for another two years, maybe Edge is going to say, you know what? I got to be out with my buddy one last time. And who could blame him for that? I don't think that'll be the case. Like I said, it's 10%, but I would not completely rule that out. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. You are the biggest uh, Edge fan. I know. Here, so I, you are the number one Edge head. Kevin I, sees I, clearly. I will say this. I uh, He's going to be crying on Friday. <laughs> I, I, there there might be a tear in my eye. Shit. I will tell you that. If if I'll go. Kevin, actually, uh, that's all the time we have. Don't you have to hop a flight to Toronto <laughs> to be there? No, I no, wish. Okay. I know, uh, right? I'm going to go 75% last uh uh last match okay wow uh just because when 
Edge went to the Rumble. He took photos of his boots, right? Kind of somewhat spoiler before he likes not for the surprise of, of announcing and all that. I'm going to say 24.99% of, Oh, I see what you did of going, uh, 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 re-signing, re-signing. It's going to be kind of like a Mark Henry type thing. I think he's going to have a good match against Sheamus. Not going to say edge is going to turn on Sheamus or, or Sheamus going to turn on the edge on edge. Someone's going to turn on someone and it's going to lead to a program. And I feel like his last match, uh, will be maybe, maybe mania, right? He came out, he, uh, played with the crowd, right? It was kind of funny. The dude still looks great. Uh, I, I look forward to watching that match and I'm, and I wish I could say 0.00000001. I only, uh, said 0.001 just for the fact where crazier fucking things have happened, but I, I didn't want to say 0%. I don't think he goes to AEW at all. I don't think he tarnishes his lifelong commitment to, to WWE and that family. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I, I I will tell you this. I if it's his last match in front of the Toronto crowd, I think that would be that'd be an amazing thing. I guess I'm being kind of selfish. I don't want to see his last match yet. It's all things come to an end, right? Yeah. But usually when someone gives their last match, they're like old and crusty, can't really move anymore. The dude hey, has stop talking pack. about Nashville and Ric Flair's yeah, last match. Right. <laughs> the dude has like a six thinking. pack. We don't have six packs. We're, yeah, we're we're younger than the dude. It's been right? twenty plus years since I've had anything <laughs> close to that. It's tough to say that though, because yeah, like you know, Edge called it. He literally said, "Yeah, year yeah. year from now in Toronto, let's call it a day." But it it does feel so weird because other than him showing up last Friday, that's the, that's the build. This hasn't been something we've been looking forward to for a month or more, yeah. right? We we just didn't know. Um, but, and you got to remember, I know you gave it the, the 0.01, when when Edge did his like return documentary in the network, he mentioned that AEW was interested in him, mm-hmm. that that they they were talking, and he had to go to WWE and said, hey, I, I've got this thing over here, can we talk? And they did, and everything worked out. So he at least entertained that thought when he was coming back, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. All right, Joe. Joe, are we ready? Are we ready? All right. First things first for our Canadian fans out there and our, my Canadian friends in the world, it's Toronto. The T is silent. Canadians don't pronounce the T at the end. Oranto. It's Toronto. Oh, huh. That's breaking that's how you that's how no you, it's, it's, not, it's not breaking. It's been around for <laughs> to to us Americans it is. Yes. Make <laughs> sure you pass uh, that on to Dom Mysterio. He just learned that he's the champion. What about Ontario? Oh, by the way, hey Dom, uh, I got a little geography uh, thing right here. <laughs> oh, I Look like at it. your championship uh, title. Hey, where's Dirty the, Dom, I got Michigan? something for you. Oh, there it is. We, oh, it's right here. Actually, oh, there he is. He's still on there. I like it. Um, you are the U.S. champion. The title has an outline of North America. Please look at a map of the United States. There is a hat on top of it. It is known as Canada. Please 
learn that I just learned today at 27, 26, 27 years old that Canada was part. Get, get out of here. Anyway. But you have to admit when he said like, I guess. Oh, I'm no, I, I laughed too. hysterically, oh, but I'm like. My response was, "Oh man, the public great service. Line. Uh, it was oh. funny, but it's like I just learned that it wasn't like that's such great heat. Anyway, yeah. I decided that I had to have the map of North America Beautiful map. to show you. All right, so here's my edge chart. Yes, and edge I made it as a pie it chart. Ooh, a pie chart. Oh yes, that's appropriate. Okay, last match. 50, last match is at which 50%. is what I had. Yeah, he resigns forty-seven percent. Yeah, with three more matches only, so it's not like it's a big sure. year. Another like a that, year resign. Yeah, let's say. I have AEW, and I'm counting one of those three more matches as a Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, his AEW, I just have three percent because you never know what Tony's uh figs uh uh oh of course collection. Of course, he's gonna put to money out in. there, so you can never say never. But this should. Seamus is a great story because he's him falling off his bike was a reason why he knew yeah. he could come back. But this realistically, it this should be the last match. It'll make up for Angle versus Corbin being Angle's last match. Oh. This is and it will take the bad taste out of the mouth of this person's last WrestleMania match. The last match should be at WrestleMania 40. Ooh, yeah, I've, I've wanted that. I've yeah, wanted seen a... one more time. Let's do it. I'd he love, doesn't have much left that. in the tank either. No, he's got he Hollywood calling. It's knocking on the door. He's yeah. obviously got other things going on. And come on, he didn't do anything for Austin Theory. We just talked about that. Let's have John Cena get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame at WrestleMania 40, and he faces Edge. Yeah. And anywhere on the card, night one, night two, it doesn't matter. That should be Edge's final match against his it. greatest rival. Yeah, that that's yeah, that is fine with that. Not Sheamus. I know it's his home no. crowd, but not Sheamus. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool sentiment when they explained mm-hmm. it all on Friday about why Sheamus is yeah, a great that's why opponent three, for this. Well, let me ask you this: yeah. Royal Rumble, Sheamus again because Sheamus says something. Uh, bad and then he says he wants to have his yeah. real final match mania there's no setup it's cena versus me and you yeah well maybe you guys time. will see the yeah. the rematch against sheamus at uh, uh payback and who then, knows maybe. maybe who knows maybe let me ask we'll, you this we'll see what happens so then. so before we uh, uh well actually two things two things we all look mighty fine in our edge apparel tonight Joe, what, what, what we're gonna do a little oh. segment of what are you wearing? Just, just really quick. Uh, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the uh, cue the music. Sex and violence. What do you wear? <laughs> Joe, right, you're, Kevin, I you go your, first. Kevin, you go I, first. I, I'm wearing uh, uh, yeah. a sex and violence shirt. Uh, I, I, I don't wear it out in public as much as I used to. <laughs> yeah, we're not in East Lansing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's. This is this is legit twenty plus years old. This is uh, awesome. I love it. I've right. got I, the. I'm uh, the next. I'm the next stage of his career. Because yeah, Brian, you're the last stage. Yeah, I'm the next stage. This was uh, his shirt after the Royal Rumble when he came back. Earn your scars with the rock star horns yeah. and the R for the rated R superstar. Yeah, nice. earn your scars, and I definitely have earned my scars in my lifetime. So that's why I got this shirt. 
And I've got the uh, the tarot card from SummerSlam of 22. So scary. Uh, when he was all already doing his thing with the Judgment Day. And uh, uh, it was a great gift by one of you guys. I don't remember now. Joe. Uh, from you, Joe. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of those. He, he shows up at SummerSlam. Check out the store after and the shirts are there. One. Okay, let's just let's yeah. just tell the backstory again, just for those who d- forgot. I bought that shirt. Jason bought that shirt. Kevin bought that shirt. That's it. In the yep. SummerSlam uh store right after SummerSlam when exactly. he came back and one person did not buy that shirt. Yeah. That would be me. And, and I bought that so, shirt on Monday on WWE Shop Fanatics oh, because man. I was like, Brian has to have that shirt. Yeah. How dare so he? It was a great, great gift by you, man. I appreciate it because definitely need an edge shirt. He's he's more than earned. We need uh, more edge shirts. Our support. You need more wrestling shirts. <laughs> one one thing I will say. Not I don't care not, what your video is. Not if you saw the video from the tin roof <laughs> oh, one week so after good. SummerSlam. I, I typically I typically listen to anyone who's smart enough to wear sunglasses uh at night or indoors or whatever. Yes, she was. Uh thank you. Thank you for that one. I appreciate it. But uh yeah, you need more shirts. Oh. Well, before well, we uh before we close the edge talk yeah when uh, uh when edge was talking about like oh when i was when we were on the trail and i fell off my bike i was expecting to see like him trip on the bike do a lot of rolls maybe hit a tree it wasn't like, yeah he like fell but then like graciously like whoop <laughs> right like, yeah but that, that was so like athletic hurt. i mean he no, was going oh, for fast sure. oh no going very fast still, and it's like you got for sure but i mean like he just made yeah. it look. When was the bad. last time you pulled fell out off his a like pants and you saw that big huge bruise? I'm like, oh shoot, that's yeah. you landed a lot harder than I thought because it almost looked like I don't even I don't even know like a stunt man, right? Like it almost like looked perfect that he he fell and he popped back up. But Kevin, uh, when was the last time you legit fell off a bike? Uh, no, 1986. 1986. Okay, yeah. so it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute, but yeah. so it's been 27 years since the last or oh, 37 yeah, but I years. I wouldn't have gone back time. up. Well, they, they yeah, but they showed the footage, and they but they showed that in the that Edge Return documentary, and I don't remember it being like you said it, Kevin. Of like, yeah, he he fell off and he was up. You know, it, it was that quick. Of yeah, down up. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't remember how it was, other than knowing that I remember that this happened. He fell off a mm-hmm. bike, and he said, "Hey." I feel fine. And that was a pretty, we're going fast. I tumbled. I'm good. Hmm. I remembered that whole story, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't quite as yeah. Multiple tumbles and off the cliff to the ravine or nothing. So it's, it was cool. It was a great segment. (laughs) So yeah, I've I've seen people fall off bikes at, at our age now. And it just, you don't think it's anything, but it's like, you know, when you hit a bump or anything, you hit it wrong. And you fall, and that bike hits you too. You bruise a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot more painful than it was when you were four. Yeah. No, it it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting back up earlier today, and it hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I banged my knee on my desk. Exactly. Like, well, take it off the rest of the day from work. (laughs) Where's that biofreeze? I I, I slept wrong. (laughs) I better. I better take a nap and see if I can sleep this off. 
So I wasn't surprised by his uh, marks that he had in that video. Oh, my God. All right. Well, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Edge tonight. Promises to be exciting uh, back in Toronto for that. Maybe his last match. Toronto. Toronto. Drop I'm not, the old drop habits the are tough tea. to break, bro. I'll try. Uh, <laughs> one note uh, for outside of the ring. It appears Lacey Evans is done with WWE. The word is that her contract expired. WWE chose not to bring her back. Guys, Lacey's been a part of WWE for a number of years. What What do you make of her how her time went in WWE. You know, like she she's been around for a while, but it's it's I think she's had a very interesting career. I say. Missed opportunity, okay, misunder- that's a good word. misunderstood. Uh 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 what's good miss words? Uh I like your missed opportunity. Yeah, I say miss opportunity. Missed opportunity like, said- on both on numerous sides yeah because because yeah. she she has a nice look right former uh uh armed forces in uh uh in the military a buff woman right she, like super oh, yeah yep. uh very very agile good talker just i think jay put it perfectly on on the on the socials earlier right with the southern southern uh Bell, yeah. Bell. The Southern Bell, Bell uh, gimmick. Yeah. That was the that was the best. That was the best. But there was one person who stopped that. You feud with Charlotte. Husband. You have to go. <laughs> oh, you don't get the shine. No, I know she got pregnant and everything that's like that. That's what I was but thinking. That's what the stopped focus. Who is that? Nate. <laughs> the focus Nate. of that is entire feud. Woo! There's, there's a couple things that mess that up. Yes. Hindsight, looking back at it. Number one, it was never going to go anywhere anyway because when you feud with Charlotte, she has to be the one. You're, who's you're on bound, to, bound to fail. You're bound to lose. You're bound to lose no matter what. Just ask Tony Stone and everyone else who's ever feuded with her that wasn't Becky Lynch or Bailey. Uh, number two, pandemic. She was a victim of that too. She came back to the Thunderdome. Yeah. So you you don't have any reaction. And then number three, they kept changing her over and over and over and over and over Thank and you. over again. Yeah, that's what I was saying like, to you, Joe. They didn't they they dropped the nasty the Southern Bell gimmick, which would have worked coming back because it, she was gone long enough for people to not remember. But they tried to make her into a relatable character. They tried to make her into a tougher Liv Morgan with her background of like, you know, like the hard upbringing and everything like that. But then when she came back, she was a heel. It it, Yeah. It it flipped right away. Yeah. You can't, you can't have a feel good story. And then when she comes back into like, you know, the first time in front of an audience and she insults them. Yeah. She came out like, why aren't you guys standing up for, and like saluting me and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. But she, I don't know. I, I don't know what she's going to do. I, I'm going back to the Austin Theory drawing board with her. Uh, she's a blank yeah. slate also. She, go ahead. Sign with AEW. They're doing a bang-up job of their women's division. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Deanne Whatever Rampage. she wants to do, fine. Awesome. Um, I think the only other point I'd mention, um, 
I think she probably should have been in NXT longer. I remember her being in NXT a little, and then yeah. all of a sudden she was called up. Like, I can't remember an NXT feud. She may not have had one. So she didn't seem to follow the traditional path of, hey, this person fought for the title at a takeover and then got called up. And I feel like she had like a couple matches, and next thing you know, she was you know called up to Raw or SmackDown. Everything else you like guys said. She's kind of like the female version of what happened with Apollo. Got called up to Yes. Soon. Yeah, that's oh, a, exactly dang. exactly. Yeah, like oh, Apollo's cut up. Wow. Like why? Just just started to see him in NXT and he gets brought up and it's like I feel like the better path is the path of of the people like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn where they become champions and had feuds and then they appear on the main roster. And so I think that was already a a strike against her where it was maybe a little too much too soon and everything else you guys hit on the head as far as just, you know, character flips and everything else. She does have a pretty moonsault. I want to make sure I mention that too. She's a a pretty good in the ring at her, but her moonsault is fantastic. So we'll see uh, where she may end up. If anywhere, she decided to uh, continue in the wrestling business. One person in the wrestling business who, as usual, is making waves. Uh, I just put in my notes as CM Punk drama is back. And we'll just, I'm going to quickly touch on these. The the big thing was after Collision on Saturday, he did a promo for the crowd. And he ended up cutting a promo on Hangman Page uh, saying that, you know, all his toys are on the shelf still he's a hangman because he's on the pegs of the toy he's store. a peg warmer peg warmer yeah okay and i'm sorry i'm sorry big nerds are the only ones who say peg warmer i've never heard in my life i've never heard that. i don't know what you're talking about so he he does that uh then it comes out that he had a an argument backstage with ryan nemeth that's uh dolph ziggler's younger brother uh ryan nemeth was was there and then sent home uh, he's also prevented Christopher Daniels from being at Collision. They also do the Ring of Honor taping uh, afterward, and apparently he's supposed to be producer for that, and now he can't be there because he was part of breaking up the brawl. Uh, Matt Hardy was reportedly booked for Collision, and he was removed. Um, it's been reported that Punk has apologized to Hangman for this promo, basically saying that didn't come out you know, how I intended to my, my bad. So I wanted this, to sound a lot worse. I'm sorry. Yeah, that maybe I didn't that's bury you enough. <laughs> maybe the, you weren't in the bargain bins. <laughs> yeah. So all of this is just, I'm happening. sorry. I didn't say you were um, big Ollie's or what. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And he's been back. It's been uh, uh, basically a, a month and a half, maybe two months almost. Um, so there's a lot there. And I, I mean, I think if you guys can want to, you know, break anything down if you want to. But I, I get my question coming out of this was just like, is this destined to continue? Like, are, are we just going to have these stories pop up, whether they're, you know, to a serious degree or, or not so serious? Or are, are we just kind of blowing smoke because, hey, it's CM Punk and he's controversial but a lot of this doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Yes and yes. <laughs> I think we're I think we will continuously get headlines of of backstage shenanigan type things. Yeah. 
I think, uh, uh, or, or promos, right. Where he shoots from the hip. I think the, the kicking out of talent and people that he might not like, or, or, uh, confront him i'll say right on personality i think that goes a little maybe grow grow up on that standpoint promos you're gonna when you go out there and you want to say it one way your emotions are going to take you the way you truly want it to be said he's not sorry he he said what he said he might be sorry that he's getting called out called out on it but he's not sorry for shooting those daggers at hangman there's blood there man yeah like he said what he said which will probably lead to a match. It would only lead to a match if this was Broadway WWE. <laughs> but since this is a improv night at the Chuckle Hut, it's not going to lead to a match. Right. Sorry. So you don't think they're this... on a collision course? No, I don't. I do not at all. Good job, Cap. I, I yeah, okay. Do you think it will I... blow up on dynamite? No. <laughs> you think they're all in for a match maybe in the future? Look at you. Look at you. Oh, so you say you want a say revolution. Is that what you're saying? You're saying you want a revolution? Okay. All right. This is what this is basically yeah. what I got out of it. Number one, he was already being a no okay, fine. The top thing is number one, this is what happened when you have children run a classroom. When you have no response, you have no leadership yes, whatsoever. Yes, completely, you have yeah. a fanboy with a bl- blank check running a federation. You have someone who is not management. You don't have a group of, you don't have board members who are ch- keeping you in line when management is out of line. You don't have that. You need that. You have a network who's only looking at the fact that they got ad revenue and they got good ratings, not great. There's really no growth, but basically no one watches like TV the way they used to anymore. So as long as they're getting the ad revenue and right. the clicks on YouTube, that's all that matters. So anyone who's talking about, well, they can't bust a million, that doesn't matter anymore. So you have no management running the asylum. So that means CM Punk is going to be able to say whatever he wants. Number two, the thing that really annoyed me about that promo was a simple fact that he said, maybe I'm just in a bad mood because the House of Black gave me chops and I told them not to chop me. <laughs> so you're telling the crowd. Yeah, like, he did say like, that. I we, we're, we know that it's a show. Right, we know. But you're telling the crowd that I told them ahead of time not to oh, chop man. me and they did. And they were mean. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to back. I, I can't even buy tickets to Collision after that uh, line. But the point is, you're telling the crowd that I don't want to get chopped, so you're telling them I don't want to basically. I think show... that's okay though, because it's off the air. No, but you're telling he... them I don't want to. I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. Hit. It's it's supposed to be though, like it's one thing's on TV and one thing's not. You the know what way, I mean? Like this is but... this is this is the actor coming out after the live show to say, "Hey guys, hello." Yep. You know, and, Chris, I, I'm and not... Christian and Christian Bale was totally uh, thrown off when uh, he got recorded on Terminator Salvation of yelling at a stagehand. That's different. That was 2008. Not everyone had phones then that no, were recording. You're right. you're right. Everyone has a phone at these events now. So when someone goes on there, there's 
you don't have the camcorder doing the curtain call at Madison Square Garden with the click. Right. That was stupid. It was and stupid. But, and then you bring yeah. up Hangman Page. That's the past. You're not going to get into a program with him anytime soon. If this was Broadway WWE, that would be setting up a future match. Because you don't mention anyone unless there's going to be money to be made. Right. But, you know, like I said, improv night at the AEW Chuckle Hut, they're just making it up as they go along. And that is the issue with this company right now. They don't have anyone with a management mentality. The person who has a management mentality, they drove out to Broadway. Joe's live from the Chuckle Hut tonight. <laughs> I love the Chuckle Hut. I love it. So the only thing I will say, and I guess it's in defense of CM Punk, is it's been reported, and, and some of this ha- has come out, that ever since the, the, the brawl out, the press conference, here's what we know. Um, right before Punk came back, he did an interview with ESPN, where he basically apologized to Tony Khan for acting how he did in the press conference. Okay, So he apologized for that. He apparently has uh, reached out or expressed that he would like to work with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman, that he would want to do that. And, and they haven't, they've said, no, we're, we're not interested. Okay, that's that's fine and fair. He says what he says about Hangman, that's a, a strike. Hey, he was man enough to apologize, Okay. It's not good that you keep making these mistakes and dumb things over and over again. I want to give him a sliver of credit for at least acknowledging these mistakes and going, okay, here's what we should do. Because the whole time, especially when you talk about the 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 elephant in the room of CM Punk versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and all that, you know, he's at least from what I read, and this is all rumor and innuendo. Who knows? We don't we don't really know the story. Only a couple people know the story. But from from what we read, CM Punk has been willing. He's uh, essentially extended the olive branch to say, let's let's do this business. OK, I may not like you, but let's get this together. So I'll at least give him that. Yes, he keeps fucking up. But he, he tries. He tries to make it right. It's probably too little too late. But do you guys see what I'm saying at least? Please. Brian, you have, you have two lovely daughters. Wow, we're going there? Okay. I'm, a, I'm, I'm going there because, like, you know, as a father, you're a very responsible man. Mm, do your daughters ever get into a fight with each other? Oh, I call those days at the end with why. Yes. Okay, yes, so Joe. when they do, yep. and you're trying to calm them down, doesn't yeah. matter who's right or who's wrong. Yeah, As a father, doesn't. you say, now, apologize to your sister, and the one says, I'm sorry. How much do you think that they actually meant that? It's, um... <laughs> Do I have to get the pie chart again? Is that what I have to do? No, no, you don't. What, you what's don't. the percentage of like, you know, you want it to be squashed yeah. because you want it to like, you know, basically be done because they're giving you a headache. Uh-huh. Fair. But how much do you believe in the apology? I I 
I, I believe, Kevin's got a big I grin on his face more right now. Of a, yeah, it's a zero percent. If the okay, pie chart is the the, yeah, mi- the minority is the sincerity, the <laughs> okay. majority is the I don't want daddy to yell at me anymore, so I'm saying. So yes, you okay. should be smart enough to know when these children who are in their 40s are yeah. fighting with each other and the daddy con needs to get the headache away. I'm sorry. I'll play yeah. nice with you better next time. You believe him? Oh, I can't. All I can do is take take the word. That's what's happened, right? I, that's all I can do. I I don't know his mind and thinking. Maybe he has. Maybe that all that time off made him go like, yeah, you know, probably shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm this... He had, I, he I, had, he had seven years off to think that. Maybe he, he, he did. And so, so, then, so now he's back and he's this close to having it all taken away. His all his lifeline of, yeah. of a... Let's, you know, we're not debating the word I'm going to use right now, but we're going to say it and leave it, okay, guys? A major wrestling promo, prom, uh, promotion. Okay, that's not WWE. He's been waiting for this for all this time. He did not want to do anything with WWE back in the ring. It it became apparent, but now he's in a major promotion and it was this close to be taken away completely when he can still be an asset to that company. I don't know. I'm not buying it 100 percent, but I can see an angle where that would go into his mind and make his behavior that way. Maybe it's all an angle. There you Maybe. go. There is that too. That's all. There an, it's all an angle. I don't know. Pepsi. It, Yay. <laughs> I I prefer Coke. <laughs> yeah, cola. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it's, I, I didn't even. Honestly, guys, I debated even bringing this up on the show, but it, because yeah. it like kept going and going of like. We'll bring it up in a couple weeks. Two weeks, something else will happen. It'll be all right. Yeah. Chuckle Hut. Hashtag Chuckle Hut. Well, speaking of... um, We're going to call this segment uh, Chuckle Hut. The the, 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 the name of the podcast is Welcome to the Chuckle Hut. (laughs) All right. I like that. I'll put that one down. Um, So other things, excuse me, uh, did happen. That's very nice. (laughs) On AEW. Um, The biggest thing... We, oh, we're we still can... in the chuckle hut because I think we, we are. On, we but are okay. Fine. All all in is happening uh, next Saturday, and we we have a couple matches more confirmed. We've got, excuse me, wow, Jericho and Will Offspray after uh, Jericho uh, agreed to join Don Callis, and Don was like, basically, holy shit, really? Let's go! But he had a whole thing set up with the painting that uh because he didn't think he would would be a, a kind of a, a a nod to what was about to happen um so anyway that we had that set up so then will osprey came in after uh, Takeshita came in and took out jericho so we have that we're gonna have a stadium stampede match eddie kingston came back we got blackpool combat club with some mystery partners and we've got um kenny omega who was doing an interview with Jim Ross at Daly's place, and uh, who happened to walk in? Hey, it was Don Callis, and then um, Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White and Takeshita uh, kicked the shit out of Kenny Omega, and uh, boy, the the AEW production crew was 
they were they they were on fire. Did you guys see that part where they cut to Jim Ross just kind of standing standing there? Yeah, like, it, by himself. I, I, I think we can we can move we can move on from that. It, it was, was mid. It, it, it was, was so it was great. nothing. It was it was short and it was inoffensive. So it was Did so you say great. offensive? Inoffensive. Inoffensive. Oh, it, it 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 really served no purpose. Kenny gets I, caned, and then they go back to Jim Ross, basically going like, "Oh, what? What do you want me to do?" I laughed my head Boomer off. Boomer sooner. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, you you can you can talk about any of that, but there's also some other things with dynamite to discuss, and I think probably the one that's gotten the most talked about was the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre match with Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett and uh, people, people, people had some strong feelings about how that went down. And uh, Joe, when you were watching this, I mean, what were your <laughs> thoughts on, on what you were witnessing? Cause there was a lot can, going on. Can, can I add something in? So full transparency, I went, I went to a concert last night, right? I have not watched yes. dynamite yet. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to be uh, spoiler free until we discuss this. W- what what in yeah. the hell is Texas Chainsaw Massacre match? Set this up for me. Like, okay, I, is it was Jerry, it just like this one or you got? Was it? it I'm going to bring a chainsaw and kill you off the bat? No, no, no. Here's kinda. the setup, Kevin. Was it kind of Kevin? This is a setup. Uh, if you draw leather, there is a on- there is a new <laughs> video game coming out based on. The movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. This is a promotion for that video game. So that's why it was a Texas mm. Chainsaw Massacre match. It wasn't because it took place in Texas, because it didn't. It took place in Nashville. Was it a massacre? Um kinda. The night was presented by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Now, Brian, you asked me before Kevin asked what this was, what was I thinking when I was watching this? Yeah. Make it stop. He is written on the. That is what wow. I was thinking. I was thinking, make it stop. Please stop. Stop. This is going on too. What? That, there no. was a lot going on. No, like, and then no. That we're we're spending too much time on this. The worst televised wrestling exhibition of the year. Oh, this should this should be a new category on the Twippies for Twippy Twenty Three is <laughs> the worst oh. of twenty twenty three. The worst thing I like. It made me reminisce about Sting and RoboCop. Oh. It made me reminisce about <laughs> Chucky and Rick Steiner having a promo battle. Oh, oh it made that me was, reminisce. That was the worst one for me about. The Army of the Dead zombie match. Oh, yes. I threw WWE in there, too. Yeah. It right. made me reminisce about all three of those train wreck of movie tie-ins. And those seem like Undertaker Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25, Savage Steamboat, and Flair... <laughs> steamboat compared to what we saw that was ridiculous 
ridiculous. It was it might as well have had a six-sided ring in there and been impact 2008. That's how bad it was. It was <laughs> awful. I was embarrassed for everyone involved. I want everyone involved. I was embarrassed for the people who were in the crowd. I was embarrassed for Taz XL and Tony Giovanni. I was embarrassed for Jeff Jarrett for coming to AEW thinking that something different was going to happen. I was embarrassed for Jeff Hardy for like basically coming back and being like, hey, I'm on Dynamite again. I was embarrassed for Leatherface, whoever played that. I was yes. embarrassed so for the Kevin, e- yes. I was embarrassed for the ecw zombie i was embarrassed oh, for right. the we fact that it. jay lethal hit jeff hardy with a hammer and yeah. then they do a choke slam the hammer should have been the final spot i'm embarrassed, I was embarrassed you for watched everybody it. <laughs> well that's it, how people Joe, felt i yeah, want i, I was wrong this. i want every so kevin forward. i want I, I was envious of kevin who said who hasn't watched it <laughs> I was envious of Jason, <laughs> who hasn't bought a TV yet at his new apartment. <laughs> I was envious of my mom, who's never heard of AEW and didn't know that this was happening. That's it was bad. It was Joe that was, bad. Joe was ready to get no. in his car no. and, and drive to Fort Wayne for your concert, Kevin. He was about to I, go I, to the show. I uh I want next week. We're never. I, I honestly, I don't. I never want to do a, a an AEW rundown ever as a as a as a as a team anymore no <laughs> i want the 122nd joe the joe rundown rant all right welcome to the all you have to hut. set it up with is welcome to the chuckle hut. and I, I honestly that was the best thing i've ever heard joe do welcome to the chuckle hut you're gonna die yeah <laughs> jason make it happen the only thing i i will say in what pop- was positive on dynamite can I say that's that? Oh, yes. uh, MJF and, Mike and uh, Adam Cole. A- MJF period. and Adam Cole. They they had okay, okay. They had one of those video skits. They went to Outback Steakhouse because if you're going to beat Aussie Open, you got to get in the mind like <laughs> of Aussie Open. Yeah, so you eat like them. And so that their hilarity ensued. It was okay. Um, but then they they cut after they after they showed the video package, they had them both in the ring. And they do a, a back and forth promo battle on each other. MJF especially talking about all in and the significance of all in basically saying, I had heard there was this show coming together and I DM Cody Rhodes to say, I want in on all in. And he was the, he was the very first match of the original all in. Um, he, he lost. Uh, I think it was him and Matt Cross, I think was the, who it was. So he talks about that and and he talked about how uh, when he was his first day at Creative Pro uh, Wrestling School, they said write down two opponents that you would want to wrestle someday. And the two people he had wrote were Cody Rhodes, which got a mixed reaction, which I thought was fun. Like, oh, OK, there's some there's some AEW fans that are a little uh, bitter. About what how Code Man's doing. Yeah, WWE. but wouldn't you be better if your ex moved on to greater pastures while sure, you're still, sure. sh- still in the freaking yeah? Whatever, I mean, second. I rate. get it. Pe- people are people have their favorites. I we we try to like both shows, right? We enjoy wrestling, um, and so that was number one. And number two was Adam Cole, 
So anyway, there, there's definitely watch the promo battle. That was awesome. And I do want to tip my hat to Tony Khan first off, because um, th- this was their show that they dubbed fight for the fallen, all of the proceeds from this show. And that includes this Texas chainsaw massacre match, promote, which it was yeah. reported today was a hundred thousand dollar sponsorship to promote this game and, and come up with this match. That was oh, what came out. Nice. All of that money is going to uh, Maui for the relief efforts from those terrible wildfires. And, and Maui, you guys know that's where I spent a lot of my honeymoon. So mm-hmm. seeing seeing what's happened over there really yeah. has bummed me out. So props to Tony Khan for, for stepping up to the plate and, and being able to help with the relief efforts on that um, for, for the show, even though some things um, weren't exactly uh, <laughs> favorable in the annals of AEW history. Uh, all right, so let's see. Oh, that is, by the way, it's going to be fun next week when um, Jason will be back. I will be off. And uh, Jason, who I don't know, Joe, you might have taken the, the crown from him about your AEW feelings uh, this week. Oh, he's actually speaking inside of my headset right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's feeding lines. He's feeding lines. He's feeding so, me lines. No, all that, was all, that so, was all me because come on. Yeah, no, he'll he'll be back to uh, next week and it'll be the all in preview. So. Um, we'll wrap things up now with, uh, one last thing. Um, this came out actually August the 3rd and between all the SummerSlam madness, we, we haven't got to, to do this. And then it, it was just a case of coincidence where, um, ESPN, they put out a 30 under 30, the top 30 wrestlers under the age of 30. And it just so happened that this week, Logan Paul must have made a mention on where he was on the list. And MJF, who was number one, tweeted Logan and said, you know, hey, man, I hear you. If you want to talk about it, put me on your podcast. And I went, wow, well, that's pretty fun because I had this plan for the show. So what we're going to do, the three of us, is have our own draft of those top 30 wrestlers under the age of 30. And so we can use the ESPN list, but you can also like, I did some digging of like the NXT roster to say, Hey, who's not on the, the top 30 that, you know, maybe I personally feel should be there or think has potential. So myself, Joe, Kevin, we'll each have a turn. And we'll do three rounds. Each of us will have a turn where we go first, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll see how our draft shakes out with uh, the the three of us. All right, fellas. Uh, let me get to my draft board. We we gotta hit the uh, the draft sound effect. Sounds more like the Jeopardy board, but whatever. I should have Mel Kipper on this one, but he's he's on summer vacation. All right. Um, my number one. You know what? I I probably have to go. You got the first pick. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm going. The order for this round is myself, Kevin, Joe. Okay. Um. Number one pick is the same as ESPN's. It's MJF. He's he's you know absolutely fantastic in all facets of the wrestling game. So he he's a company builder. He's my number one. I think we would. I I I honestly, Joe. I was just asking you too. Would he be your number one as well? 
Yeah, probably. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, I, I will go. Uh, I'm just writing that down on my yeah. cheat sheet. MJF is, is off the board. Off the board. Uh, I will I'll go with the most dominating woman in recent years. I'll go Rhea Ripley. Definitely. Only because uh, Nia Jax is 33. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just kidding. All right, uh, Joe. All right. I'm going with box office and talent. Logan Paul, yeah, number yeah. one. Like, quite honestly, MJF or Logan Paul would have been my number one. But Logan That's Paul, where I have like, too. he he's only had he's had less than ten matches, but he's got the sponsorships, he's got the money. If I'm building a brand of someone under thirty, that's the horse I'm uh, going on. That's it, Logan Paul, number an excellent one. Excellent pick, excellent pick. All right, Kevin, you are first up for round number two. Okay, I'll go. Uh, uh, Rhea spent a lot of time in NXT, right? Yeah, there's a lot of good NXT representatives. You you have a Braun Breaker, right? Dom technically is part of the NXT banner, somewhat. You know, he's he's under thirty, but Carmelo Hayes just has the it factor on every level. The dude yeah, looks like a million bucks. He's going to be going against uh, uh, Wesley soon right mm-hmm. uh that match is going to be awesome actually wesley's young too uh yep yep he's on he's on my board we'll see if he so picks. many good so many good uh athletes pro wrestlers i'm gonna go with carmelo hayes beautiful all right joe you are up next for round number two well kevin i don't like you i don't like you because i'm just gonna show you my board there you go. I had to cross off Carmelo, <laughs> but it's but it's such it's but it's such I a good compliment so easy. to to Carmelo because such a good bad guy, such a good good guy. Right, and my number so two talented. pick is uh, my number two pick is Braun Breaker. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I you got it. You got it. You got to have a beast. You got to have a beast who's legit. And uh, I got Logan Paul, and now you got a beast in Braun Breaker. So there you go. My number two pick. I will go for my number two pick. And I mean, what a difference a year has made. Going with Dirty Dom. Dirty yeah, yeah. Wow. Dom. Hey, man. He's, he's what I mean, what a what a change. What what a change this has been. He's the biggest heel in the business. People yeah. boo the hell out of him. So he's my my uh, number two pick. Joe, you will kick off round number three. All right. Round three. This is I I praised him a couple weeks ago. I still think he has a future, even though he's in a promotion that doesn't really know what to do with him. My number three pick. So we have the moneymaker, Logan Paul. We got the beast and Brown Breaker. And now we got the workhorse. Wheeler Yuta. Really? Wow. Wheeler okay. Yuta. He's got the talent inside the ring. He's only wow. like, let, let me look it up. I think he's only like 26. I know, but he looks like you could be like 26 is, or like 40. He <laughs> like, is 26 years old. That's insane. Like this, that was like one of the, besides the Cole and uh, MJF, 
him and Orange Cassidy put on one heck of a match mm -hmm. to start off with. But it was a typical Orange Cassidy match. So it's like, you know, it had nothing to do with Wheeler Yuta. But Wheeler Yuta has the talent. He's unfortunately in the wrong promotion. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. It was one I had on my board, but didn't think he I had a lot more people higher. So that, that's cool that you think of him that way. I got number two on this one. Um, I, so I've got MJF and Dom, so I probably should, you know, pick, uh, some, <laughs> somebody who's not a, a, a guy or, you know, whatever the case. So, um, th there's a couple on my list, boy, this is tough, but I will go with the NXT women's champion, Tiffany Stratton. She, wow. Yeah. I am shocked that you did not take Liv Morgan. I know she she's 29. She was there and I get, I think I'm going for the more. You know, T Tiffany's younger, right? Like blonde, so, babe. Well, yeah. Oh, she, wait, she they both a, are. No, they both are, yeah. She is. She has I, a great I was like, look. You I, set yeah. it up, too, with the whole, I didn't pick a woman thing. So I'm like, I was like, I'm not taking Liv. I got to leave that for Brian. I but, know. Oh, well, no, okay. I, I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. I think, you know, Liv may have, I don't necessarily think that's the case but may have already reached her like peak potential she's been the Not champion well I'm, I'm saying about more okay as okay. far as her, Sorry, her we're spot not, on the, the live morgan show go got yeah, it her spot on the card right that's all i'm saying maybe she's at the top tiffany the sky is still wide open she's not on the main roster there's the, a world of potential out there let's go tiffany all right kev wrap it up my friend I'll take Brian's uh, leftovers. I got 29-year-old Liv Morgan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome. Just, just, it's crazy. So wow. uh, uh, the funny thing is, so every night, Brett has to read 15 minutes, okay? That's like a second grade, like, task, right? Laura uh, went to the library, got wrestling books, and a lot of these, like, learn-to-read mm -hmm. books, right, where they're like, uh, a little bit more difficult, blah, blah, blah. And the one is like a quiz book. And it's like, Ruby Riot formed the Riot Squad with friends, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Wow. It's like, it made that's me think, book? I'm like, man, Liv then? Yeah. Like The article said pointing. she's been with the WWE for nine years. She signed at yeah. 20. Wow. It's yeah. insane. Like, yeah. it's just, who would have known when Ruby got, let go be like wow you're keeping live of everybody but then mm -hmm. the woman put in the time she's so she improved on the mic even though she looks like she wants to cry every time still uh but the in ring is it has just improved so much like i yeah. i know i was uh uh i'll say hard on her right and in everyone not like that but uh there's a, there's a space in between yeah i'm not bo dallas uh right. But no, she's just improved. She deserves. Iron to, like, she deserves to be on that list, hundred yeah. percent. And I'm proud to pick uh, uh, Mrs. Irrelevant at uh, on our. I know TWP draft. draft. We we could keep going, guys. There's so many great names on the list. I'll I'll give you the top ten of the ESPN list. Um, number ten, Logan Paul. Yeah, we all agree should have been higher. Number one. Number, number nine was Liv Morgan. Number eight was um, Takeshita in AEW. Uh he's number 8, number 7 Carmelo Hayes, number 6 Braun Breaker, number 5 Dom, number 4 Vikingo. 
the Kingo oh, at number four. I mean, nice. he, he is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, number three. Yes, he's a he's a Viking <laughs> luchador. <laughs> uh, number three is Austin Theory. I mean, listen, we we talked all about it. He's got everything. It just Sorry, I didn't make my together. board. I didn't make my board. Number two is Rhea Ripley. Number one was MJF. So it's a great list. I'll make sure we post that on our social medias uh, sometime in the next couple of days. Um, but that's awesome, guys. It's, it's a cool list. Great draft. And that will do it for this week's show. Like I said, the all-in preview episode will be next week. Uh, Jason will be here. Maybe Joe will be here. Maybe Kevin will be here. Still hey. to be determined. Uh, but I will not. So I hope everybody enjoys the show next week. I'm sure it'll be off the charts as it usually is. YouTube.com backslash that wrestling podcast. The subscriber count continues to go up after some great uh, gains after SummerSlam. So if you haven't subscribed, please do so at that wrestle pod for all the social media and what a maneuver.net if you'd like to see that wrestling podcast merchandise. Everybody, have yourself a great weekend and always enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening. Follow That Wrestle Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!